Welcome to Uncontained, episode 18. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render. Before we get started with the show today, I would just like to first wish my dad a happy Father's Day, since that's coming up on Sunday. And happy Father's Day to all the other fathers out there listening. My guest on the show today is one that everybody knows. I'm I'm pretty willing to bet, unless you don't have a TV, I've been living under a rock, or or haven't tried saving 15% on your insurance and making it so easy that a caveman could do it. That's right. I have John Lear on the show this week, best known as the Geico Caveman. If you only know him as the Caveman, you'll definitely want to check out his other shows that he has on air. He had 10 items or less on TBS. He has Jailbait on Crackle and also Quick Draw on Hulu. So check those out and uh, you will be uh, entertained by them for sure. We get into discussing those a little bit and uh, what he has going on with Howler.TV along with a project where he's showing how a show is made from ground up. And you can check that out at Howler.TV as well. We had a tight schedule to record this episode, so it's a little bit shorter than normal, along with a couple technical difficulties from Skype. But there's still a lot of awesomeness to be heard. Enjoy episode 18 of Uncontained with the Geico Caveman, John Lear. How are you doing today, John? Good. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Thank you for coming on. And before we get any further, you want to give my audience a little insight to who you are? Sure. Yeah. I um, uh, <laughs> Most people know me as the Geico Caveman. That was like my big claim to fame. Uh, if I did like 25 of the commercial spots that you saw out there back in the day when uh, the Caveman ruled. Uh, I've also been on... Uh, TV shows uh, in guest roles and uh, like Friends and uh, I was on a show called Jesse starring Christina Applegate and things like that and then uh, and some some movies um, I guess I most recently in the past few years I've been uh, along with my partner Nancy Hauer we've been uh, executive producing and creating shows that often that I often star in um, Ten Items or Less was on TBS for three seasons. It took place in a grocery store. Uh, Jailbait was a show that we did for Crackle, uh, produced by Sony Television. And uh, and most recently, we did uh, a show called Quick Draw uh, for Hulu, which was a, a comedy western. Um, and uh, assorted, assorted uh, pilots for, uh, for Comedy Central and for uh, HBO, uh, 20th Century Fox, that kind of stuff. All right, great. Yeah, I'm obviously familiar with the Caveman commercials, and uh, I've watched uh, quite a few episodes of Quick Draw and Ten Items or Less. Unfortunately, I haven't. I don't have Crackle, yeah. So I haven't really been able to watch Jailbait, yeah. Um, but I do understand all of your shows kind of have one thing in common. They're kind of written in a special way. Um, there is no actual script written as far as dialogue, correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the scripts, uh, Nancy and I write all the scripts, um, and they're, they're pretty detailed. You'd be surprised, but, uh, and you know, they're like, you know, as, as long as normal, uh, television scripts, but they don't have any dialogue in them. They're just, um, they kind of read like a, like a short story. 
Um, and then uh, when the actors are never given the scripts, except uh, for me when I'm acting in it, I mean, I know what's in the script because I wrote it. But uh, the other actors just show up on set. They get into uh, makeup and uh, costume and and they're kind of told what, you know, Nancy, my partner, who also directs all the episodes, tells them just enough information, you know, to get them started. And uh, and then we go. Uh, and Nancy kind of, you know, she coaxes from the uh, director seat and I coax a little bit from the actor seat. And uh, in the end, we come up with an episode. All right, cool. So you just describe the setting and what all is going on in that. But how do the I don't know how. So how do the actors know where to take the role? Are they just taking cues off of you since you know what's going on with the script? Or do you give them any clues at the beginning? No, they they help kind of slowly through, you know, when they when they're auditioning for the role, they start to create the role. And we tell them stuff about their character, like, you know, the backstory of the character, the kinds of things the character likes to do, uh, the kinds of things the character doesn't like to do. So they get a real sense of character and then they start to build the character uh, themselves because as they improvise in auditions and then improvise on the set, we start to write for them. Uh, and, and, and so in a weird way, we're kind of all bringing the show uh, forward together. Okay, cool. That that sounds like a lot of fun, uh, but I'm I'm sure it's a lot of hard work too. Yeah, I mean it's long hours, and you definitely earn your money because you're not you know you don't just say three lines and then go back to your trailer. It, it's kind of like a a reality show, you know, where you're improvise you you improvise a lot, so you'll be on set all day. Each take is different, so you're co- constantly kind of creating. But yeah, I mean that's what. Uh, it's so mu- it's so fulfilling and satisfying for the actors because we really, you know, we build the whole thing around the actors and 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 making them comfortable and letting them do what they're you know gifted at doing, which is improvising. You know, so that's that's the whole point of what we're trying to do is get to that comedy that you can only get to when it comes up uh, spontaneously. Okay. Yes, and you know it's hard to. Um, make something sometimes that somebody else wrote be funny, like you would say it. So, and you know, as you were saying, spontaneously, sometimes those are the funniest moments you'll ever catch. Yeah, exactly. Like when you crack your friends up and you guys all die laughing, but then if you tried to repeat it, it wouldn't be as funny. That that's kind of the energy we're uh, we're after. Exactly. That you had to be there moment. Just throwing that out there. Exactly. Um. How did you find out that you were more um, inclined to be the go with the improvised style of acting opposed to the standard memorize your lines, go out there and uh, deliver what the what the director's telling you to? I, you know, there was at I went to school at Northwestern. That's where I graduated college. And they had an improv show called The Meow Show, which was kind of um kind of old school improv where it was a lot of sketches and, and games, you know, uh, and, um, but I loved it. I, I couldn't believe, you know, that you could say whatever you wanted, you know, and, and I just, I thrived in that. And so, uh, when I graduated, I was in Chicago and which is, you know, the birth of improvisation really, um, or, or at least the epicenter. And, uh, 
and and that's you know I just started uh, taking classes at Second City and 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 some of the improv schools there and started performing started doing improv and bar gigs in Chicago um, and that sort of started me down the path okay cool so have you had uh, any quote unquote standard acting jobs or yeah have they all been improvised well the uh, the uh, the stand I guess the standard ones would be you know some of my guest star roles on friends or um, Lois and Clark. I did a show. I did a season of a, a standard sitcom called Jesse on NBC. Um, I've done some movies, Kicking and Screaming for Noah Baumbach and and uh, Mr. Jealousy, another film called Highball. So yeah, I have done that stuff. Uh, even the Geico Caveman commercials were all scripted, but they would let me improvise at the end. And it's definitely, I just found that when I was improvising, that's when you know, the directors perked up. That's what they, that's what I brought to the table. So I pursued that, you know? Okay, cool, cool. So you have some big news going on with Howler. It's uh, well, Howler is you and uh, Nancy, right? Uh, Nancy Howler, John Lee. So we squeezed them together and called it Howler. Uh, And uh, we've started a a site called Howler.tv, which is a, a video streaming site where we're able uh, to start bringing some of the material and stuff that were, you know, maybe it's too edgy or maybe a, a stuff that we just don't want to try to put into the, you know, television machine uh, and 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 put it on Howler, Howler.TV. Uh, for example, right now, we're developing a television pitch on Howler.TV with our fans. So we're walking through every step of a television pitch. And the first step w- when we pitch a television show to a network is we first make a, uh, what we call a demo reel. Some people call it a sizzle reel. I, I hate that term, but uh, <laughs> it's like a five minute, five to 10 minute piece that sort of shows what the, kind of gives you a sense of what the show is about, you know, gives you the tone and the comedy and maybe some of the characters, um, uh, that when we go in and pitch a network, we usually start with a sizzle reel and play the sizzle reel, and then we do the verbal pitch uh, after. So right now we're developing the sizzle reel on um, online with our our, um, our our you know fans and supporters, and they're like giving us notes on different cuts. It's really cool. Um, so we're slowly we've been shooting the scenes that are going to be in the sizzle reel. And uh, we're getting close. We're getting close to finishing the sizzle reel. So then we're going to start talking about how we, you know, sort of develop characters and how we present them to executives. And then ultimately, we're going to go in and pitch and film it. Uh, Maybe, you know, we're going to we're still trying to figure out exactly how we're going to do that. But we're going to film it with secret cameras or or whatnot. Okay. And uh, so that people can get a sense of what it's like to develop and, and hopefully sell a TV show and sort of experience it with us. That is really cool. I'll have to uh, link to that for my show because my show has kind of an educational aspect to it as well. And also, you know, kind of help promote you as well, but it has an educational aspect. So for people who are just getting started out in the entertainment business, who may want to know how to, proceed to get a show um get a show seen by executives like you are doing now yeah we're going to talk about every aspect of it in terms of you know how to get agents uh how to present to agents um where you know different 
platforms that you can sell a show to, whether it's a streaming platform or a network or basic cable, and and the sort of pitfalls, the pros and cons to each one. Um, uh, so yeah, we'll be talking for people who are interested in in how to pitch a TV show and how that works. Uh, yeah, it would be yeah, I think it would be really helpful to them. Sounds really exciting. I actually want to see what goes on in the inside the meeting with uh, the secret cameras. Yeah. Some meetings we know we can bring a camera in. Like when we pitch to our agents, we're gonna we're gonna convince them to let us bring a camera in. Uh, maybe not shoot their faces or whatever, but um, but but we'll we'll shoot that. Then when we go into networks, we're gonna kind of figure it out and and see what we'll ask them permission or maybe maybe we'll do pre and post reports on how it goes. So we'll we'll kind of negotiate that because. You know, at the same time, we want to give the show the best chance to be sold, uh, too, so that people can experience that. Because if we do sell the show, we'll continue with the online series where we'll show people how we write a pilot, how we shoot a pilot, budgeting, um, how to get a pilot picked up, you know, the dreaded audience testing, all that stuff. <laughs> yes. And uh, in addition to that, didn't you uh, sign a big deal with uh, with Mark Zuckerberg and uh, <laughs> Facebook or was that just something I saw on Facebook? That was a fan that uh, our fans are, are nutballs and they do a lot of memes and, and stuff uh, uh, and, and do a lot of photo uh, work, Photoshop work. So, yeah, that was <laughs> that was not real. However, we did uh, just sell a pilot to HBO. Uh, that we're developing. And then we have another pilot uh, that we sold to um, a network and we can't announce it yet or, uh, until the deal is fully closed, which should be happening. I mean, any day now we keep checking our emails to see if it maybe even would happen today, but, um, okay. but yeah, we'll be announcing that. Yeah. The Mark Zuckerberg thing was, yeah. Uh, it was a, uh, uh, the idea of comedy from one of our I fans. I, w I was suckered by a meme, huh? I, I'm right there with you. I am very – I'm super naive with that stuff. I think it's all real. Right on, right on. Well, um, let's see. So in Quick Draw, I've noticed that you have some – you kind of try to stay true to some historical facts. Is, or am I just like kind of imagining that? Uh, in like your production of quick draw, you have the comedy, but then you like have like, uh, pay tribute to what actually happened historically. Absolutely. Was that a conscious decision or? Yeah, that was, I mean, we, we knew if you're going to set something in, in history by definition, you're going to be dealing with some historical content and, and, and it's sort of like, how far do you want to go? And you know, the more we started reading about what was really what really started because we had a, a historical consultant who came on to the show and started feeding us stuff. And some of the stuff we saw just blew us away and 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 just inspired us. You know, for example, um, <laughs> you know, there's a you know, there were there was a lot of prostitution uh, in hundreds, <laughs> a lot. And uh, one, our historical uh, consultant sent us a steam-powered vibrator that was used uh, that we were just like, are you kidding me? Is this real? And he was like, yep, absolutely real. And, 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 <laughs> and many, many other things, like people who you thought you knew, for example, like Cole Younger is a very famous outlaw. He is a, a lead character in Quick Draw. And, you know, many we have him in a scene in an episode where he goes in disguise dressed as a woman. Now, 
Cole Younger used to do this quite a bit. He would, when he would rob banks, he would dress up, uh, would dress cross dress in order to, you know, escape being noticed. So, um, lots of little things like that. And a lot of the characters in the show are real characters. And a lot of the stuff that they talk about is, is real. And even though the show is improvised, we would feed the actors, the actors who were playing real characters, they would all, we would feed them a lot of the actual historical content um, that that their character participated in too. So it was cool. It's it's really it's one of my favorite parts of the show. But if uh, say something funny happened that didn't go along with uh, like had a take where it was accurate and then a take that was funny, which one would you choose? We, that wasn't quite accurate. We would probably justify the inaccurate one in the scene. So if somebody said something that was inaccurate and I knew it was inaccurate, I would probably try to explain th- what really went down in a way that didn't totally throw out their thing. So I, I guess my answer is a kind of a, a BS answer, answer, which is we would try to have both. We would try to have the funny and the real. But if it was totally inaccurate, we probably would not use it be honest with you, if it was just way, way out there. I mean, we did a lot of inaccurate stuff on the show. Don't get me wrong. A ton of inaccurate stuff. But we justified it vis-a-vis the character. So the character thought it was true, even if it wasn't actually historically correct. Okay, so it's just a truth to the character, but the audience member knew that the character was wrong? Yes, and the character and the character didn't know exactly. So within the world, even though the world was totally absurd, it all uh, made some sort of logical sense. So it's acronistic, but to the character, he truly believes it's happening in that moment. So we're kind of messing around with facts and, um, you know, nutballs craziness because we want it to be funny, obviously. Yes, yes, and, you know, you can't sacrifice the humor completely. <laughs> right. Okay, John, on Uncontained, there's an aspect of the show that uh, I like to uh, like to get information and advice from the person that I'm talking to in whatever field they're in. So for you, it would be in acting and getting a show made. Yeah. Um, for our guests, for our entertainers who are just getting started out, because I think it's important to get advice from entertainers at all levels. Yeah. Because sometimes the people at the way top don't relate to the people who are just starting out, and the people starting out don't relate to the people who are further on. Mm-hmm. So. What advice would you have for somebody who is trying to make it in the entertainment industry? I guess my first piece of advice would be um, to go out and shoot. You know, if you if you uh, think you want to make a TV show or you think you want to uh, make something uh, on for a streaming channel or uh, you want to make a film, my 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 first piece of advice would be, hey, try to shoot something because I think you know, we learn by doing and, and, um, uh, cinematography and, and production and actually making a TV show encompasses all sorts of things from directing, acting, writing, editing, all of it. And, and nowadays with prosumer equipment, you can do it yourself. So if you're a writer, write something and see if you can't through, you know, whatever social networking, try to find like-minded people who want to make something together because man, I mean, when you once you're on a set, I think you realize the limitations and and the uh, infinity of it, uh, and it, it's 
And it's, and it's an awesome experience and you've made something. So that'd be my first piece of advice. Any, anything else you want to throw in there besides watch your uh, Howler TV special on how to get a show made? <laughs> yeah, I would do that for sure. <laughs> or including that, actually. <laughs> and I would get out there and perform. There's also a lot of classes that are offered out there. And, you know, people go back and forth on that. There's a lot of, you know, shady scam, scam, especially out in L.A., uh, places, you know, acting classes or writing classes or whatever. But the good thing about a class is, is that you're surrounded by like-minded people. You know, you're surrounded by people who are trying to make it and, 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 and make stuff. And, uh, I think that kind of networking really helps because you hear how other people are trying to do stuff. Same thing with actors, you know, getting in, in a, into a play or, or writers getting into a writer's workshop. You know, those kinds of things can really help. Not so much about what you learn, although you do, but really more about who you meet and who you get to talk to. All right, great. Yeah, so just get out there and make things yep. and surround yourself with people who are of the same mindset and have the same goals as you, correct? Exactly. My show being named Uncontained, basically uncontained means going against the uh, societal norms, people telling you you can't do it, you can't successful podcast host, figure skater, or even uh, an actor who ad-libs all of his lines, <laughs> you know? Um, so how do you go out and live uncontained? Well, I mean, I have a lot of support. You know, my that's, I mean, my partner Nancy and I, talk about that all the time. Like, we're just like, Oh my God, can you imagine trying to do this, uh, by yourself, you know? And the fact that we have each other, um, I, I think makes all the difference because we're able to, you know, bounce stuff off each other, especially when things aren't going well. And when things are going well, cause both, both when things aren't going well and when things aren't going well, both of those are examples of drama and in drama, you can that's when you can uh, tend to, you know, maybe make mistakes. Um, so to have a soundboard, to have somebody to bounce some something off, I think is huge. It's huge um, because, I mean, I you know, we may be do, out there doing something that I, we don't know anybody else who's trying to do exactly what we're doing. We know people who are doing similar things, but but, the you know, the exact kind of sort of wide open improvisational style that we're doing. We don't know anybody else that's out there doing it. So we don't have, um, yeah. And when you're uncontained, you know, you're doing something that maybe there isn't a lot of people out there doing what you're doing. Um, so having somebody of, in our case, a, a partnership, uh, that makes all the difference. Okay, great, great. Um, now before I, completely wrap things up i would like to say uh thank you to dan hampel who's a social media friend of yours who helped set up this interview yeah and um also i just want to uh thank you for coming on and give you a chance to tell people where they can get uh get a hold of you well thanks aaron and yeah a huge thanks to dan he's one of the our supporters out there and uh, it means a lot um Best way to reach me is at www.howler.tv, H-O-W-L-E-R. Um, I'm also on Facebook and uh, at John Lear on Twitter. All right, great. And John, I've been having my guests sign off the show for me. It's real simple. Basically, it's your name and um, live uncontained with your own flair to it or whatever you want to add to it. Could you do me the honor of signing us off the show today? You bet. This is John Lear living my life. 
uncontained. So out of the box, there is no box. Thanks again to John Lear for joining me on this episode of Uncontained. Make sure you check him out at howler.tv. And if you're interested in the process of creating a show and getting it made, make sure you check out his uh, step-by-step documentation of the process that they're going through right now. I hope you enjoyed this week's show, and please subscribe, rate, review, and share this show on iTunes or the pod player of your choice. And it's not just about me getting an ego boost because you said you liked the show. It's to help people find the show. The more ratings and reviews that we get, the more visibility the show gets. Thank you for listening, and as always, until next time, live uncontained.